If I mean, if we have thoughts, shouldn't we start, Corey? Yeah, should we, we do probably that? should. Okay, we probably should. <laughs> well, everybody, welcome to another look. Uh, I'm William. I'm Corey, and we're here for another episode. This is episode seven. Seven. Yep. That's insane. Um, that's absolutely awesome. Something to uh, talk about last episode, mm-hmm. something that we didn't get to put in there because we didn't realize until later. But okay, we watched The Phantom mm-hmm. on the anniversary of the publication of The Phantom. Right, of the comic strip. The right? 87th anniversary. And then the day the episode was posted, it was Billy Zane's 57th birthday. It's incredible. <laughs> Shout out Billy Zane. Uh, go watch The Phantom Go watch Demon Knight. Go Ooh. watch Titanic. Yeah, plenty of good films mm-hmm. that that he's scattered in. Uh, MacGruber, the show, like the new one. Yeah, the I see. TV I haven't series. watched that yet. Oh my gosh, he's in that. He's the villain. That's incredible. Is mm-hmm. he good? Yeah. I mean, I'm, why am I asking? Of course he <laughs> yeah. is. <laughs> um, but that brings us to episode seven. Oh hell yeah, William's pick. Yes, it was my pick. Um. So everybody, if you're new to the podcast, uh, I guess we should kind of give like a little bit of a refresher. We've been doing this podcast for a minute. We have s- uh, some a decent chunk of week to week listeners, which is great. If you're listening and you've been following us week to week, thank you. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming back. Thanks for clicking play once again. Also, if you're a new listener, uh, we watch movies that we d- think deserve another look, another. Another scope under the uh, magnifying glass. <laughs> I don't know. Good, I was going good. for something. Yeah, yeah. Microscope. Uh, you know, diamonds in the rough, uh, nostalgic favorites. Um, exactly. And you can kind of take a look at, you know, what we've watched so far and what we've talked about. It's kind of a very eclectic mix. Um, so we're excited to, you know, continue it and keep it rolling. Um, mm-hmm. We switch off picks week to week. And this week it was it was my pick. Um, Corey, were you blindsided by this pick? Yes. Did you feel like that? Yes, I was. I did not expect it. Yeah. Well, let me uh, let me tell you the story about like sometimes I'm like, okay, this is definitely something I need to watch for the podcast. We need to we need to do it. We need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Other times it's a spur of a moment thing, and I'm like, ooh, this would be cool. Uh, so I went to Best Buy to pick up originally the event horizon 4k Ooh, yeah um, love that movie yeah uh you know paul ws anderson P-A, uh, you mean oh yes paul anderson yes um <clears throat> the paul anderson? do you think if i called paul ws anderson like pt anderson he would he would like murder me <laughs> or like he would bow yeah to you. yeah he'd be like oh my god um but essentially, I went there to look for the the space horror classic, Event Horizon. So brutal. Um, and I got there, and I mean, I just it's spur of a moment thing. I figured they'd have a copy. My the Best Buy that was closest to me didn't have one. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just browse around, and see what else they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a 4K of Hype Williams, uh, 1998 classic, Belly in 4K. Uh, a film that I've only seen, I think, once before, maybe twice. Um, but I watched it in kind of quick succession and I haven't seen it in many years. Whoa. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like I can't imagine this movie in 4K. Mm-hmm. And it was a beautiful steelbook edition where you slip <laughs> the, the slip cover off and it's like NAS and DMX and their contact lenses and the opening mm-hmm. scene. And I was like, 
have to buy it's instant buy Mm -hmm. and that basically changed the trajectory of Mm -hmm. like everything that's going on right now yeah so it it almost is gonna change my mind for my pick too because i had one picked out a few days ago for episode Mm -hmm. eight that's cool and now i might be leaning some Mm. somewhere else kind of that's a little bit of a that's a little bit of a sneak peek kind of anticipation is building for me (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, we're here to talk about uh, the classic film Belly. Now we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna beat around the bush here. Uh, we're two white guys talking about Belly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. be patient with us. There's a lot to talk about here in terms of the style, in terms of the politics, uh, in terms of kind of the sensory experience of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to how it works as a film. Um, and also talking about just Hype Williams as a director, what he's done in his career, and kind of just how all the film in general works. Um, but Corey, I'm curious as to what your experience is with this movie. It was next to nothing, right? If, yeah. yeah. Um, this was my first time seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known about it for a while. Even um, when you brought it up, I, uh, I was like, oh, isn't Tupac in that? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that movie he's in? Juice. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Which I've seen very little of that years and years ago. Sure, like on TV or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, on TV. Yeah. Um, I remember he's in a gymnasium at some some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, a, that's what I got. Yeah. Um, Juice is cool. Yeah, Belly, yeah. though, I feel like I remember seeing it at Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Um, that white cover. Yeah. You know, interesting title. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hip-hop movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I didn't really know anything about it sure um incredible film was <laughs> just such a cool one of the coolest movies mm-hmm. that there is yeah it's just so cool and like confident and it does it does so much mm-hmm. and it's like like you said uh, a lot of stuff like political or you know uh to talk about as well as like just it being a movie um mm-hmm. itself but like yeah it 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 brings together a lot of um different things i guess i want to say like ideas but mm-hmm. you know it's more it's more than that like um you know how it's talking about black people's lives you know and their experiences mm-hmm. um and then also it's like a really well-crafted movie that like makes a lot of interesting choices along the way, like, you know, regardless of race or whatever. So that's excited cool. to get into it. Cause, uh, you know, I'm kind of just reacting more or less. Sure. To, um, you know, you got a lot more, uh, experience with the movie and like about, uh, you know, uh, opinions about, Mm-hmm. the stuff that is all that that it's all dredging up sure yeah um yeah because i i will say i was aware of hype williams well before watching this movie yeah, uh i mean name. he worked with i mean i was a you know big kanye fan so he worked on all of the lights uh mm. the music video for the song from uh the my beautiful dark twisted fantasy okay. is like the most acclaimed album uh, he was a writer, I believe, on Runaway, which is the big 
set piece song from that album and it has okay. i don't know if you know that video of the ballerinas and kind of the green warehouse yeah, yeah. um and i'm I know Kanye directed that, but I also, I mean, Hype Williams was very much involved in the process mm-hmm. there as well. Uh, directed the Gold Digger video. Oh, okay. Um, famous video, Heartless video. I mean, so he worked a lot on that. But his, like, his accolades, I mean, go, you know, beyond Kanye. Um, looking at kind of some of the other stuff he's worked on, you know, getting jiggy with it, the Will Smith video. Dude. No Scrubs. Okay. Um, literally... Wuha got you all in check. Buster Rhymes. <laughs> um, his music video list is incredible. Um, he also shot the December 2007 issue um, of Playboy with Kim Kardashian on the cover. Oh, all right. Is that the one that <laughs> broke the internet? No, no. That was I mean, that was that was later. I think that was a different. But um, yeah. the internet wasn't the, around in 2007. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We didn't we didn't have anything like that. <laughs> We just had books. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but like, yeah, he was kind of very much a pioneer of kind of the shifting landscape between like, I guess, like the MTV era and what was kind of becoming early YouTube in a lot of mm-hmm. ways, mm-hmm. Um, you know, really kind of he kind of balanced that, you know, really well. Um, and I mean, a lot of his videos are just incredibly uh, influential and like memorable. Like I, yeah. I go back and watch the Heartless video a lot. Um, the All of the Lights one, uh, I'm sure like Gaspar Noe watched it before he made Enter the Void, I'm which sure. have you seen Enter the Void? No, but I've seen some of his movies. Well, there's just a lot of like moments of just like pure sensory overload that he gives yeah. you in that video, which is really cool. Um and yeah, I mean, Hype Williams, this is so far, and this could change, but it also could not. Uh, his one and only feature film is Belly. Um, cool. Kind, it's 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 sad, but it's also like, it kind of gives it like an air of mystique almost. Oh, for sure. Um, it's awesome. I think it, he doesn't need to make another one. Because it, it it's one of the best things ever made. Um, like not even an exaggeration. Right. It's like legitimately one of the best coolest movies Mm -hmm. no it's 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 remarkable to watch and the the 4k rewatch you know watching it Mm -hmm. on the oled screen the what a treat the 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 opening scene of you know the the i I guess the robbery at the club gone wrong yeah um in I don't even I wouldn't even say if it, it, it go it went wrong. I think it went how they wanted I it think to it go. Did, yeah, it's yeah. just like really like you know a few people died in the yeah. shootout. You know mm-hmm. it wasn't a good situation, mm-hmm. but the film right from the beginning just hooks you in its aesthetic in a way that I really can't. There's only a few other films of the '90s that I can really pinpoint to being like a. A real aesthetic high point. And I feel like this is one of them in terms of American films. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I, I read a lot of uh, kind of connections to Wong Kar Wai with this film, which is really, it's so interesting. And it's like, I don't want to like, you know, put, I don't want to lump Hype Williams in with like other directors. I want him to have, be viewed on his own terms. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there is like a romanticism to like a lot of the imagery here, like a, a real seductive glow that like you can kind of trace from like, you know, in the mood for love or something like that. That was the first thing I thought of. That's cool. Yeah. Because, um, and 
a lot of like what he ended up trying to make afterwards is interesting because like he wanted to make a uh, speed racer he was actually hired to direct it whoa it's a big kind of surprise on the podcast <laughs> but yeah, i literally just found this out um wow. but he left the project the following year and then of course the wachowski uh, sisters ended up making yeah. it 2008 i um, could see him making it though because even parts of belly were reminding me of like you know samurai or like kung fu mm-hmm. movies you know so like anime mm-hmm. you know like i could see mm-hmm. i could totally see you know what a hype williams speed racer would For would sure. have ended up like yeah no that's you're i think you're very right about that because his uh his focus on tone and like controlling kind of how the images kind of progress through the narrative mm-hmm. like we were talking like you know kind of briefly through the movie about how all of a sudden a scene would just be set up in a certain way that would completely blow our hair back. (laughs) Like uh, you have the sex scenes at the beginning that are contrasted, like one being kind of like more aggressive and one being more loving and kind of Mm -hmm. like just, you know, more traditional. Like there's that contrast that completely sets up those two relationships between uh, Nas's character and DMX's character perfectly. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then there's the scene with the aspect ratio shifts later in the movie. Yeah, yeah. That liter- that show this incredible like just a way of a of a guard walking down the hall, uh, in a, in in prison like completely setting up the isolation mm-hmm. and like setting up just the way to shoot that scene is completely it's like let's do it like this yeah. and you're like what but it works mm-hmm. so well, um so I think a lot of that is just rewatching it just being hit by those moments again mm-hmm. and again mm-hmm. so i'm curious like when you're watching it as the first time viewer oh yeah were, were those like throwing you for a loop or were you just like all in were you like z- just like zoned into how it was how it was playing yeah i was definitely into it and i think i was just getting like excited for stuff like that to happen because it was mm-hmm. so unexpected um yeah and i feel like in movies in general have like you know maybe two or three like standout moments and then the rest of it is like you know wide shots mm-hmm. over the shoulder getting coverage and stuff like that like whereas all of belly felt very intentional mm-hmm. and like like just like make every image as cool as possible like what else can we pack into this in the background with the lighting on the characters like in that opening scene Mm -hmm. they have the you know it's like okay clubs have black lights and whatever so Mm -hmm. it's like maybe we'll wear some uh fluorescent clothes and it'll Mm -hmm. be like that'll pop and then it's like put those fluorescent contacts in their eyes and it's like doesn't even make any sense right but it's so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And that immediately made me think of Uncut Gems mm-hmm. um, because of that orange. Uh, yeah, what Lakeith uh, Stanfield yeah. wears in the club scene in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you can tell Belly is, it's absolutely a uh, reference point for so many directors now. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if Michael Mann like loves the shit out of it like you know you can you can trace belly to miami vice or collateral Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. in terms of the expression of the image in terms of you know kind of taking like a crime story and just like livening it up with this these incredible moments of kind of spontaneous action like every action scene in this 
it's so uniquely developed and you mm-hmm. feel it feels different each time you watch it like whether it's the beginning where it goes from like that cool fluorescent look in like the main part of the club until they go into the bathroom and it turns to the strobe lights yeah and the strobe lighting is so intense i i almost was like do i need to turn like the brightness on my tv <laughs> down like am i am i gonna get i'm not an app uh, prone to epilepsy yeah. <laughs> like am i gonna get epilepsy yeah. sometimes i think that when i'm yeah. like <laughs> of course i'm not but yeah. uh, it's just like oh my god like the the intensity is so yeah. strong um how you know how kind of everything flows through um and how everything develops in this movie is so unique and it doesn't really repeat anything which is really important yeah that that opening sequence is so cool like the the music and mm-hmm. we'll get to that i'm sure as you know right as we go on but like you know it starts with like all right here are these characters it's like slow motion they're walking in you know Mm -hmm. they own this club or whatever we don't know Mm -hmm. but they're carrying themselves well they're they're, Mm -hmm. and they're popping out right you know like Mm -hmm. because of that fluorescent um and then yeah you know it's just kind of like this is so cool they're amazing this is awesome the sound is cool like Mm -hmm. you know what's going on i want to see more and then when they get into the bathroom and then they have like they have their guns stashed mm-hmm. you know now it's like the mood is like for me it was like oh shit this isn't just like we're we're going out for some recreational whatever they did before this sure. they're like blowing off some steam mm-hmm. it's like this is like a job mm-hmm. um and then yeah they just like kill the owner and like take the money and stuff and just like that's what they do yeah but but yeah the way like the tone changes too from like man this is so cool to like oh damn like yeah now it's dangerous Mm -hmm. and dangerously cool Mm -hmm. yeah no it it really rides the line of like it it submerges you in the culture right away in the in the landscape of the movie like you feel like yeah. like i'm in it like it feels so immersive yeah um but it never quite goes so far as to like not comment on like the ideas of the lifestyle mm-hmm. uh the risks of the lifestyle yeah. and also like the advantages of like you know why they're doing what they're doing to get where they need to be or where they want to be mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah um, and it's really funny how it goes from that scene to where they come back to DMX's house and they throw on, uh, Harmony Kareen's gummo. Did you realize that was what they were watching? I honestly, I think I recognized it, but I, I don't remember. There's so much that I was like, I um, just trying to pay attention to. But. No, it's such a like moment of like, what and i think it doesn't eat, you don't even just see it on the tv there's certain scenes where you just see a scene from gummo like like there's no border oh anything. okay okay yeah. yeah okay yeah you know of the kids with the bb gun dude yeah all right i haven't seen gummo okay i've seen i've seen parts of it sure there, you know that's mm-hmm. a, a running theme with me i'll be like oh i saw one minute uh, <laughs> one minute 20 seconds of this i mean scene. you were in film school like me so like maybe you did you encounter it through that at all no it was actually before that when i worked at a tattoo shop cool um it was just kind of like something that got put on you mm-hmm. know i think i remember talking about uh Werner herzog and stuff and mm-hmm. uh and i didn't realize he was in that either you know and i didn't really know who harmony corinne was back then mm-hmm. um 
Uh, but, you know, I knew about, like, Julian Donkey Boy. Um, sure. But I haven't seen it. Still haven't seen it. Um, Have you seen Spring Breakers? Yes. See, because that also has a very clear tie mm-hmm. to this movie mm-hmm. in terms of, like, showcasing, like, the, I guess, the criminal lifestyle, a life of crime in, like, a very seductive way. Yeah. While kind of, like, really immersing you in, like, an artful aesthetic of it, you mm-hmm. know? That that movie's, just, you know, Girls Gone Wild get mixed up in some heavy shit. Yeah. Uh, but through that, it's, like, it's also, like, if Terrence Malick shot... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A Spring Breaker movie. <laughs> you know, it's so cool, but it's also like this is really weird. That um, um that stuff with Gummo though, I mm-hmm. I kind of wish I would have you know, what I interpreted that as was like they shot that for this movie. That's wild. Because I love that. because of the way that you know, the way it um it made me think of like police, you know, treating black people Mm -hmm. like you know like the kids are those kids are cops or whatever Mm -hmm. and they're just like shouting at that other kid Mm -hmm. you know and that so that was making me think of like oh what an interesting way to like you know to to show like kind of racism give it give a bit of subtext right away yeah i mean i don't think he just threw it in there for shock value i think because totally because like what else they could have watched anything else yeah but um the fact that he chose gummo is really interesting because like that you know that movie has like kind of moments of like skater culture in it of Mm -hmm. shock culture Mm -hmm. of you know kind of independent films of you know pushing the envelope yeah and, you know, I don't think Belly shares so, like a lot of that, but it does share like this affinity to like kind of push the boundaries. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I kind of was looking at it more as like an aesthetic moment. But I, I yeah. do like your theory about that. Yeah. That, about just like yeah. kind of just like raw aggression and even the characters. I don't remember which character it is that says that says it they're like man this is fucked up yeah you know they're like why are we watching this the guy's like <laughs> yeah. dude you have dmx is like you have to watch this it's crazy yeah. and they're like okay it's weird yeah just um, the way that it like kind of you know takes what is that like um just the racist shit mm-hmm. you know that like black people have to deal with but then putting it into like white kids. I mean, not even it's like, yeah, they're, they're white, but it's like the kids of it, mm-hmm. you know, and how they're like the way you can easily translate their actions to the adults. Mm. And then like what the kids are saying and what the adults would be saying. Mm. And again, it's like, I'm thinking of cops and, you know, reality TV, all the, it could have been fucking bullshit forever Mm -hmm. you know especially lately though with the last like whole bunch of years of fucking brutality and shit and so you know that that's where i was like connecting with that thing whereas like it's like i already know how awful it the reality is but then seeing it Mm -hmm. like in this analogy is making me like sick right there, there were definitely some times in in belly that i was like this is too real Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, mm-hmm. I think one of the times when I think, uh, you know, they shoot somebody, some, I can't remember, like some character gets killed and it's just kind of like, it totally like deflated me or, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like, uh, I can't remember exactly which point it was, but it was just like, it's like, oh my God, just like the, you know, gang shit or whatever, where it's like, 
this person's whole life just ended because of like this guy wants to get in the gang or whatever you know right. i don't know if it was exactly like that but it was some just the senselessness of of death yeah you know was like that was a that was a an aspect of her i was just like oh my god like this movie is beautiful and mm-hmm. it's also like just too it's, real it's heavy at points like a lot of the scenes of violence i agree with you are there you know a lot of them are kind of senseless but they're they're filled with a lot of emotion and you can kind of see them see them coming from a, like like a mile away almost um like there's the scene towards the end i mean we're kind of jumping ahead here where nas's uh character uh, sincere is leaving the barbershop mm-hmm. and oh. he's trying to go to africa with his with his wife with his baby he's trying to leave all of this behind that's kind of the general concept of the movie is that yeah. nas is having thoughts about listen i have the money but I want my my wife to be safe. I want my kid to be safe. I want to get back in touch with our culture. You know, and so eventually they're like, let's just go to Africa. And it's kind of like that. It's the moment in the movie where you're like, mm-hmm. God, I hope they. Well, yeah. One day from retirement. Yeah, it sucks. But, it, it, you know, he comes out of the barbershop and some guys come up and like the, it was from way at the beginning. Like it was just like one of the guys right. that were yeah, just yeah, like yeah. fucking with him. And, you know, they, the DMX and his crew were fucking with these guys and they held on to that grudge for mm-hmm. for I don't know how long exactly the time passes in this movie, but yeah. the length of like of cinematic time. Yeah. But it goes, you know, it's just like, oh, no, like these guys are just coming out of nowhere. And, you know, Nas like barely escapes. He gets shot, but he barely escapes. Mm-hmm. And there's like an incredible moment where he just passes the gun to the barber. The barber takes it inside and then they give him a clean gun. And they, you know, oh, it's like yeah, that swap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, he's like in the car and out. And it it just kind of shows the, you know, I, I guess just like how, you know, how even moments like that, like have just like a kind of just a culture intertwined, you know, like mm-hmm. a very, mm-hmm. a focus on like, this is how things go when these things happen. Yeah. And this is what's going on. You know, this is yeah. what's going on. Um, and it's so shocking and, you mm-hmm. know, and, and and powerful to watch i think especially because i think nas is really good in this Mm -hmm. i know people are kind of they're kind of down on his performance i don't think he's bad i think yeah i think dmx is great but like i don't Mm -hmm. i think it's just hard to compare yeah um but i think nas really sells those moments where it's just Mm -hmm. like pure just movement you know he carries himself so well Mm -hmm. especially since being you know being a rapper and being an artist he knows how to you know, he knows how to convey his presence and like, you know, show himself in that way. So yeah. the movie really knows how to portray itself visually. Um, and in terms of its content, too, you're right. Like it really nails like just that the beauty and then kind of like the, the horror of it all. Mm-hmm. Really, it was really making me think of The Wire, a bunch, mm. um, which I love. is one of the greatest mm-hmm. shows ever to be made um, in that scene specifically was making me think of, you know, I mean, the whole time I'm like, oh man, this is like giving me the wire vibes, you yeah. know? And even, um, oh, I forget his name, but that guy who plays Weebay mm-hmm. in The Wire is in this movie. Um, and so I was like, oh my God, The Wire. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but that scene too made me think of some other scenes from like season one and, uh, and three and like, you know, and then five, season five or whatever, like mm-hmm. just kind of, walking up to somebody on the street and being like, you could just get got at any time, mm-hmm. you know? Right. 
but then you know you come with the king you better not miss mm-hmm. r.i.p yeah um yeah but uh um no there's dude there, i it's interesting to cool see movie. like when this movie came out into because when did the wire come out early 2000s yeah yeah right? but then there was a show before that um homicide life on the street never saw that yeah i haven't watched it either a cool thing about it though is like some actors that are you know if you played a good guy in homicide Mm -hmm. then you played a bad guy in the wire if you were like in that you know because they use a couple of the actors sure yeah um so that was that hbo as well yeah okay pretty i think i think so or maybe it was like i think it was um Mm -hmm. i don't think i'm confusing stuff but yeah but that i feel like was closer to probably when when this came out so i could see we should have looked that up but i could see how you know like the the idea of like let's make something like real true to life Mm -hmm. you know um but also stylistic well that's that's one of the really interesting things about belly is like how how like real it feels mm-hmm. like i'm getting the sense that like this is you know i'm i'm just like a fly on the wall in the in mm-hmm. the culture you know but then also it's like really heavily stylized which is so cool because mm-hmm. like yeah there are parts where i'm like like oh man that type of murder or whatever just like happens all the time and mm-hmm. it's brutal and it's like bringing me down you know mm-hmm. or just making me feel like flattened you know and then, and then the movie like does some cool editing trick and I'm like, oh my God, how did you even think of that? Or like, <laughs> yeah. there's another editing thing that's, um, uh, it's like a four panel, you know, like the frames come in like four different frames mm-hmm. in the shot. And then there's one in the middle. So there's five, right? you know, but it's like another kind of aspect ratio thing or just like. Yeah, playing with the image as a whole, like yeah, not just like doing not, stuff, not just like what the whole image is, like in totality, but what like what's going on here in the mm-hmm. frame, and what's what's mm-hmm. over here. Yeah. Uh, his movements are also really beautiful, um, and yeah. like how he, you know, he really knows how to move the camera, and like also for the stationary angles, mm-hmm. just finding mm-hmm. the perfect like just like frame where it's just like, oh my gosh, I yeah. want to pause this and like take yeah. take it out of my TV, take the image, <laughs> yeah. and just put it on the wall right (laughs) there that's where it's going (laughs) um but um i kind of want to read some of like what his signature styles are known for because i don't think this movie has that it has a unified style but Mm. you you'd think like sometimes the jump from music video to feature you can tell like oh they only had so many tricks or like they Mm. only knew Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. um but like he was really popular uh hype williams was very popular for the fisheye lens cool initially um, you know, which if you don't know what the fisheye lens is, it essentially distorts the camera view uh, around the central focus. It kind of makes you look like like you're a little fish. It's like super wide <laughs> yeah. angle. So mm-hmm. yeah, it like distorts like this lens is like half, you know, circular. Right. Also something that works uh, uh, in skating culture. A lot mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. use that mm-hmm. in skating videos. So you're going to find that there. Makes me think of like... Uh, puff daddy mm-hmm. videos or, yeah I, I mean i don't really know his entire videography i could probably click this link and find out but <laughs> <laughs> um so much of it uh you know so yeah. much of his style is 
kind of in that. Um, and also this, which we were kind of just talking about, mm-hmm. uh, placing shots in weg- regular widescreen ratio while a second shot is split and placed in the upper and lower bars. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. So like there's like the idea of playing with the total image and yeah. like finding ways to like, oh, like I could use this ratio. But then I can put stuff up there because, like, mm-hmm. I'm not bound by the ratio. Yeah. Right. Um, oh man, it feels like those those insights or the, those ideas are like coming well before, you know, the edit. Mm-hmm. Like, right. And that's another part of just the strength of how how like well crafted this is. And I'm sure there was some, um, you know, impromptu like, oh, let's you know, let's get this shot. Or like, what if we do this? Like, mm-hmm. in, you know, I mean, that's just always going to happen whenever you're like making something. But no, it's it, his his work is like you can't talk about music video history without talking about mm-hmm. Hype Williams, mm-hmm. which, you know, music. I'm no expert on the history of music videos. Yeah, but same. like if you literally look at 1995, he worked with Brandy, the notorious B.I.G., mm-hmm. L.L. Cool J., Outkast. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the mm-hmm. beginning of it. Yeah. Um, you know, then working with Tupac, Jay-Z, he shot so many R. Kelly videos. I mean, it's ridiculous how yeah. much he worked on. Um, and his his like <laughs> it's kind of insane how long his uh his trajectory is you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and continuing to work with the artists that like not only uh shaped you know a lot of hip hop culture but also like progressed into like shaping pop culture in general yeah. you know like that they really just broke into the scene you know we're talking Kanye West he shot mm-hmm. the Coldplay video of mm-hmm. Viva La Vida oh okay um Literally so many things that I'm reading here. I'm just like, <laughs> the Empire State of Mind video, Jay-Z, Whoa. Alicia Keys. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, th- these are things that everybody knows and they're just like not really aware. Yeah. Um, I think of like what exactly, you know, he's worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really cool. Um, and it's just neat to see the progression from music video to feature being so strong. Yeah. You know. Um, I think I had forgotten like who he was or that he did music videos, you know, or Mm -hmm. I just like, I don't know, didn't put it together. But, but yeah, I was having that feeling like, um, this feels like a music video or like, or this is reminding me of like music video style. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. especially with the soundtrack, you know, cause there, I feel like there's hardly any moment where there isn't some kind of music, whether it's a score or a song or something, Mm -hmm. but but then we were also talking about this afterwards and I, it, you brought it up, but then I remember having the thought uh-huh. while we were watching that like, it doesn't feel like it's a big music video. Right. Like it feels like a legit film, uh-huh. but it has those music video elements. Right. Um, I mean, uh, going back to the beginning, just like walking into that strip club or whatever, uh-huh. you know, seeing people dancing and then like women's bodies. There's a lot of like, more early in the movie, there's a lot of like close-ups on just like mm-hmm. women's bodies, you know, right. mm-hmm. and and yeah, just like being cool, fucking slow motion walking through 
anywhere you know yeah like, the, the opening is so sick like i can't mm-hmm. deny how cool it is God, it yes. just like immediately brings you into the world the um, first thing i wrote was so cool you know here i you think go. i wrote best opening ever two question marks like take a shot every time i say the word cool because <laughs> this be? is just one of the coolest goddamn movies folks call 911 right away because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're gonna be they're gonna need some shots yeah too. no for, for for real um but it's interesting how like yes it it does feel in many ways like like you know he made that transition from the music video industry but a lot of critics at the time kind of like called the plot messy and and like mm. were kind of belittling like the narrative structure of it mm. but i think that's just them putting too much context and putting way too much focus on the fact that he was a music video director mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. i don't watch a fincher movie and go like it's not like the madonna video you know like you don't do that this isn't like suit and tie like you know what am i supposed to do (laughs) like the 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 director knows what they need for the feature you know Mm -hmm. if they're a good director and hype williams absolutely is that and so watching it i was so immersed with you know just like kind of just pushing that all aside and he just i felt the story is really strong front to back Mm -hmm. and like, I don't know. I think maybe when I was younger, I because I watched this in like early high school, mm-hmm. um, I don't think I really understood a lot of what was going on with the Colombian portions. Yeah. Um, um, but I found that uh, stuff really uh, evocative this time yeah. around. And like, you know, kind of just like how all of that uh, flows is super, um, super interesting. Um, and I need to figure out the actor um yeah it takes on like a whole different kind of i don't even know why i said columbia jamaica oh when they went um but uh so ox i think that's his name oh yes yeah yeah the the whole thread with jamaica and kind of discussing the top to bottom elements of the drug trade unlike you know how these guys have made it big and then they're feeding in order to make themselves bigger they're feeding it back into the system that they escaped from is really heavy and yeah. hype williams knows not to be coy about that which mm-hmm. i think is mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. you know he un- he understands like this is this is how it works but at the yeah. same time he doesn't like give us a lot of sympathy for these characters but he doesn't make them like cold either yeah. like dmx says i run shit i kill for nothing and i make lots of money you know or, no ox says that i'm sorry yeah, yeah. ox says that and it's like like that's the mentality. Mm-hmm. That's what he does, and that's what DMX wants. That's why he mm-hmm. goes to him is like get get us that get us yeah. that new shit, mm-hmm. get us that new stuff, so that we can run, so we can make more and more money. And Ox is kind of like, initially like, why should I do that? Like I'm making my money, I'm comfortable, I'm safe. Mm-hmm. You know, this is you know this is what happens when I let other people in. And of course, the movie's pretty predictable. Yeah, you know, once that's gonna happen, once they bring him in, there's gonna be a you know an absolute downfall, the mm-hmm. rise and fall, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, crime yeah. narrative. Uh, but the movie really handles the specifics of the politics too. Like like that shot where they're driving in the car in Jamaica and they're looking out at the kids, like the kids that have the gun, you know, and they're oh knocking it against the wall. And then they just uh, like against point, the side it, of the car. point it right at the window. Yeah, and you're just like, you're watching it. What an incredible shot too from like, it's like connected to the outside of the car, yeah. the exterior of the car. And I'm just like, that's such a simple moment that's so shocking. Yeah. Um, you know, to someone, you know, who just like isn't well versed. I I was 
thinking about if I was sitting in that car, yeah. you know, me, not mm-hmm. like a crime version of me, I would be so, I'd be so like, I feel like I'd be trying to get, sneak, <laughs> slip down in my seat or get under, or like, a bullet's right. going to go through that window or the door. Like, I'm so trapped mm-hmm. in here right now, like, was making me feel that kind of sensation. But then at the in simultaneously, I'm like, DMX isn't even looking. Right. Like, and if he saw it, he'd be like, I'm doing business with this guy. Like, yeah. And they're also like, probably like, oh, those kids don't have any bullets. You know, yeah, they, they, or just they, like yeah. used to having guns. Right. It's 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 the it's just the mentality of like just showing that gives like the audience enough of a like oh like that's where it starts yeah. and that's and that's that's where they go that's where the kids go from there getting that oh, gun God, and then yeah, you have I that young a... and then you have that young boy that Nas talks to yeah he goes later. back to his projects where yeah. he, you know like where he grew up mm-hmm. and you know that kids out there. Making deals yeah. like the way five he, in the morning. The way he describes him too in I think the narration about like those people who you just know are never gonna leave. Yeah. You know, where they're like they're like old looking. Mm. And then I did not expect him to be so young. Yeah. But then that's just another like part of the what's gross about yeah. you know, the way that certain lives have to go or whatever, you know. Right. Again, like with the with the gummo stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like kids, and then now here's like a kid, and and even though it feels like maybe he's pretty young, and it could be like an exaggeration, I feel like it's not, or no. or you know, like or like oh, let's make him like really little or like really young, right? You know, and then it's like no, that's just like that's real, yeah. That's it's like how how it goes, you know, which then is like. You know, on one hand, yeah, like narratively as a white person too, feeling like, feeling like, wow, I get what you're saying. Like Mm -hmm. it starts early, you know, Mm -hmm. like, but then also being like, yeah, but that's not an exaggeration. Mm -hmm. That's like, oh my God, that's like brutal. Yeah. It's, it's saying, you know, it, it's showing like the drug trade from kind of like a more clinical perspective initially, you know, you're looking at it from like kind of high up mm-hmm. and it it's comparing it again to like michael mann like his miami vice film is yeah. all about like this is the mechanics this is how yeah. this is how these guys bring it to these guys and this is how it all kind of works together mm-hmm. and it's a very specific system and they're all involved in it in belly but then the movie kind of pulls you back to the family and pulls you back to the more intimate character experiences like the moment where nas's wife is threatened in her house yeah and it's like, Tiana. yeah, and it's like, it's so powerful because she, uh, she calls him and mm-hmm. she's just sitting, uh, uh, no, I, th- I think he comes home yeah. and she's just sitting in the dark and she, she, uh, she tells him and she has to like plead for him yeah. not to go after them because there's just this, there's right. this sense of just like revenge and like, you can't do this. And like the gestures, like the gesture of someone Five guys coming into your home with your baby right there. Yeah. Guns drawn. You know, like mm-hmm. it is, you know, for Nas or, you know, for Sincere's, uh, yeah. for his character, it's just absolutely just you do not cross that line. Like as much as he wants to leave, mm-hmm. he also like can't escape his, the 
that he's part of it or you know that like he wants to get the revenge right like, the rhythms like that's yeah, what he's yeah, built yeah. to understand like you cross that like you come yeah. into my home with weapons mm-hmm. threaten the family mm-hmm. big thing you know it's it's just like that mob mentality in a lot of yeah. ways you know you find it in the godfather and yeah. you find it in so many films um and i think hype williams is kind of he's drawing a line there too uh with some of those especially with this kind of the ceaseless soundtrack you were mentioning yeah like like you know you talk about whether it's boogie nights or goodfellas or casino a lot of those big epic rise and fall narratives Mm -hmm. are just basically just back-to-back pop hits Mm -hmm. and here we have like you know just like you know rap hits and r&b and Mm -hmm. it gives you a a real kind of flavor of how this movie moves which is really awesome um I honestly don't even know where I was going with this. Mm-hmm. I'm just praising the movie at this point. <laughs> uh, two things I want to bring up. Go for uh, it. And we'll go in reverse order. But that yeah. scene with um, Tian, it's like she has a gun. Yeah. And like she points it at. You she know, gets them out of there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is also in the wire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, and I don't even think they're there for her because I think they think it's DMX's place because DMX like. Maybe I'm confusing this, but there's a point where DMX gets um, arrested and then he gives him Sincere's name. Yeah. Or, you know, like, do you have any aliases? And he says Sincere. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is he, like, turning on his his friend? You know, mm-hmm. like, but, but you know, just wanting to, it's like she has the strength to be like, I have to fucking pull out my. She's got like a small gun, right? Or like her yeah. purse, or whatever. and she does not hesitate, and she pulls her right out. Yeah, and you know it's it's, you know it doesn't matter if you're incredibly you know immersed in that culture or if you're just like you know she's just like his wife, you know yeah. she, you know, you know not you not saying that she didn't grow up around tough shit. I'm sure she yeah. did too. But there's just like this idea of like oh like you know she's not involved, but she is because yeah. she's in the culture. You know mm-hmm. it's like she's part. You know, Nas involves her, you know, Sincere is there for that. So it's really a kind of a, a messy situation. Yeah. Um, but it's one of the best scenes in the movie, especially since the shadows are like, ooh, they're it's so really good. Dark, yeah. It's almost like James Gray-esque mm. in terms of, uh, if you know, The Yards with Mark Wahlberg, Joaquin Phoenix. I don't know if you ever saw that. No, I didn't see that one. Like, it's almost like in penetrably dark like it's just like bathed in shadow um and this film really does that well but it also knows how to light i was talking about this that's right knows how to light black skin incredibly well because a lot of films just simply don't still don't know how to do that um and you know that's a big conversation piece as to like how cinematographers are able to capture you know the light of different skin tones and making sure that it looks the way that it should on a big movie screen representing the skin in the right way yeah um yeah that's something that you know representation is such an interesting thing in media and for a while um or, or i guess it was more recently i realized like how i'm just kind of like numb to mm-hmm. representation um i'm like a pretty skinny small kind of average guy i guess you know so like i don't really see representation in like you know the buff sure kind of male what Mm -hmm. a man should be you Mm -hmm. know it was actually in dragon ball super where there was a character who was like real scrawny but super you know high level Mm -hmm. where i was first like that honestly it was like 
you know, that's a you. year or two ago, I was like, I was like, that's how I feel. Like, you know, that's me. That's cool. Um, but yeah, just the way, like, so much fucking, so many white people in everything, mm-hmm. you know, that it's like just desensitized to feeling like they represent me or that this represents white people or whatever, you sure. know? So to then not be thinking of like, how do black people feel represented, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, when they do feel represented in a, in a positive way, then it could also get wrong just like visually showing it, you know? Yeah. Cause yeah, like in the, in the beginning, um, Keisha's, you know, DMX's, um, girlfriend Girlfriend, yeah Yeah, she's Mm -hmm. like she's in his place in that like beautiful blue Mm -hmm. area and it's like and just her skin some of the shots i was saying about like women women's bodies are like her walking at the screen you know and it's like just her torso basically or Mm -hmm. how she's laying in the bed and like and her skin is just like incredible it looks like Mm -hmm. It's just insane. Yeah, there's like a real like kind of glistening quality to a lot of the skin in this that really is just – it's super high quality. And mm-hmm. I think it's cool though because like I don't – I never feel like the women are objectified in this mm-hmm. um, as much as they are like objectified often by the men who are with them. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really important that they're like – they show agency – you know, and that they're, you know, that they're fighting back against like, you know, like DMX being like, no, I don't have anybody else. Yeah. And she's like, you do. And then it's like immediately shown like a yeah. couple scenes later that he does. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's um in that sex scene comparison too, or just that, that contrasting beginning part. Right. You know, where you're seeing like the different characters in the men and the women, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you kind of get the sense that like Keisha is more of a you know gangster girl or whatever where she's like with dmx where it's like make money you know like Mm -hmm. let's party or whatever have dope shit yeah but then later tian and keisha are like on the street and they're talking and then keisha's like that's a moment where she feels like she has more to her character like she's not just trying to you know, rise to the top. And she whatever. questions, she's like, why can't I have a guy like Sincere? Or like, yeah. why can't DMX is, why can't, um, God, what is his name? He's going to drive me nuts. Yeah. Um, He's got a couple more. Tommy. Guys. Tommy Buns. Um, she's like, you know, why can't Tommy be like Sincere? You know, mm-hmm. why can't he mm-hmm. provide at least like, you know, show some path of settling down or show, show some idea of like mm-hmm. maturing and like, you know, getting out of like the, lifestyle and just pushing himself all the time yeah um so a lot of that's like really important um but i do want to go back to the cinematographer of this movie um who is malik saeed um really interesting filmography so he was a second unit director director Mm -hmm. um, of photography on eyes wide shut oh as well as gattaca oh two incredibly distinct films of the 90s in terms of their images right like yeah. like eyes wide shut is one of the most beautiful films ever made oh, man. and uh gattaca is i mean routinely taught in cinematography classes so yeah. in terms of just like how it's lit the distinction of the visual style right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but was also the cinematographer for belly uh spike lee's the original kings of comedy which is the classic oh. comedy special with like uh, yeah, uh bernie, bernie mac and yeah. uh, steve harvey you know mm-hmm. those guys uh girl six 
He got oh. Game and Clockers. Okay. So a lot, oh. some Spike Lee films as well. I his uh, God, his uh, Wikipedia page is like terrible. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm curious if like he's had that much work since, uh, which is unfortunate. But yeah. um, oh my gosh, like the images. Oh hell yeah, worked on the Beyonce formation video. Nice. So. <laughs> He's there. He's got stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Worked on Black is King, which is that uh, Disney Plus oh. uh, Beyonce uh, video. Uh, worked on Lemonade as a whole, mm-hmm. which is you know super important. So cool. you know he, uh, he's busy in the music video business. So yeah. it's like it's really cool to see the connection between music videos and film, uh, but just just how just incredibly beautiful this movie is oh my god and how it comes together like that is so another um another like editing moment when they're in jamaica when um Mm -hmm. tommy and ox are talking um ox like turns up the tv of the of the football match you know Mm -hmm. and is um or is that what they're watching i think so i can't remember it could be a different sport yeah it's it's soccer or okay. football yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um but he turns up the volume to like mask their conversation and he's already kind of like mumbling mm-hmm. um but but the the image then is like an overlay of like full screen what they're watching and then like close-ups of their faces or or you know their heads like kind of next to each other so it's this like you know this full dissolve or whatever or, i mean it's you know mm-hmm. the whole time the yeah. two images are over each other and it's just a great way of like you know getting in the moment there of like we we're hearing the information like if it was you know if anyone's listening mm-hmm. um like the feds or whatever like they're you know mm-hmm. um no there's just, just that that again the choice the choice that uh, the movie makes with a lot of just like these really cool ideas and and it's just like so fresh and right. and you know the thing you said about like how the critics were kind of poo pooing it or whatever mm-hmm. when it came out um, I feel like even though I didn't see it earlier like having this you know twenty year removal or whatever from it to be like. Um, it, it feels like um, I appreciate it more mm-hmm. as if I had seen it. Not that I like, but I'm, that's I'm, the thing. I'm, I'm, you probably I'm fucking up what I'm trying to you say. You probably think like you know you didn't see it, but you have this idea that like you saw the trailer, you saw the the cover. You're like, oh, I know what that movie is. Yeah, right. And I, it's you know, judging a book by its cover in a sure. lot of ways, but. I definitely get what you're saying in that the movie itself is so like I feel like a lot of people just didn't give it the chance. I feel like those people now need to give it another look. They <laughs> another look. What? Yes, they do. Um, yeah, ASAP. I think, like I think immediately it will be, or you know, I feel like it's got to be more appreciated now than it was back then oh it's it's hugely popular now um it recently i know it recently had a uh, screening at the new beverly in la mm. um you know so so tarantino's theater is showing it 
um, the 4K restoration, which I think was somewhat prompted by DMX, uh, DMX's mm-hmm. passing, rest in R. peace. R. P., yeah. um, but also, I think it's just a film that, like, it was ahead of its time. And I think now we're still catching up to a lot of its rhythms and mm-hmm. just the look of it. I mean, like, watching it, I'm just like, I'm so immersed in just how it's how beautiful it is and and how strong the performances are and the action scenes like we like the scene where ox gets it oh and like like with the laser and like and the, the character the assassin dude like what? Just never see her again no and the 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 uh, establishing shot of yeah. the of the house there's the tree that's entirely in black and she walks out from oh. behind the tree and it straight up is like a horror movie yes now? right yeah like i I remember watching that, you know, yeah. ju- like just the other night with you, and yeah. I was like, ch- I chills. Same. I was like, what the like the modes that this movie goes yes, through? It hits all modes. these great little yeah. points. It's awesome. I feel like we had the same like wavelength in that moment because I and I think even the the score as like some kind of stinger or something. Yeah. that's like, yeah, when she comes into the her her silhouette, and it's just like it's like, oh my god, yeah. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. This is scary. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just like seeing the characters, um, even the one guy who is like, you know, Ox tells Tommy, like when they're in Jamaica, he's like, oh yeah, this guy with the feathers in his hair, I forget his character's name, but they're like, he's the guy that you don't touch, you know, mm-hmm. it's suicide if you go after that guy, like he's mm-hmm. the new, or, you know, he's one of the big up and comers. And then DMX is like, I get what you're saying. You're telling me to kill. I'm going to kill him. Don't worry. I'll kill him. <laughs> and then and then he does. He just walks right up to him in the car. You know, he. the thing I like about that moment from Tommy's character is because the whole rest of the movie, or, you know, before that, he's like, get money, get money, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Sincere is like reading books about, you know, um, self-help and stuff like that. And um, yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, I've been reading. And, and, yeah. and uh, Tommy's like read and you're like you know i yeah. I've never read a book you know he he he, he it's not that he can't it's that he yeah. literally does not want to like like there's not even a sense in his not even a little moment in his body that thinks well what is reading gonna have anything to do with me getting more money yeah or like yeah. Or surviving yeah nothing I, in those books is something that he couldn't learn on the street did i say that right yeah it's that makes like, sense like mm-hmm. He's super, Tommy is like super smart, mm-hmm. um, but it's like he's not a book learning guy. Whereas right. then Sincere is like, you know, I'm sure he's streetwise as well, mm-hmm. but he, then he's more like the intellectual or trying to like better himself or something. But, right. It's like about self-improvement. And that's the threat of like him wanting yeah. to go to Africa, escape mm-hmm. with his wife and his kid, and yet, get Tommy, out of there. And Tommy, he sees himself like with no future. He yeah. sees himself as... You know, I'm either going to be dead, you know, in five years or I'm going to be dead in 10 years. You know, you can tell there's no like long term Mm -hmm. for him and he knows it. And that's why he's just pushing Mm -hmm. and he's pushing Mm -hmm. way too hard. And that kind of is what prompts Sincere to be like, okay, like I need to find other priorities because he reckoned he sees the end of the tunnel and it's not great. Mm -hmm. Um And, the you know, the the fall in this movie, you know, the, the rise and fall narrative happens a lot quicker. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, there is, there's, there's success, but there's not a lot of it. And before you know it, there's problems. Yeah. 
Um, so always problems, right? No, there's always, and and I think that is uh, that kind of adds up to the movie as a whole. It you know it it really doesn't uh, it doesn't sugarcoat anything, mm-hmm. and it you know it says those those highs those 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 high points are short lived, they don't last long. I really like how Tommy walks up to that guy who he's not supposed to kill, who he kills. Yeah, um, he's got like a, a dreadlock wig on as a disguise, and he's like. He's like a guy who's gonna, you know, just wants a dollar for cleaning your windshield because the because the guy who he kills is like in a car, right? You know, they're stopped and nothing suspicious about that. He's even going to like reach in to give him a dollar or whatever, right? But I like uh, I didn't, you know, I was fooled in that moment because I didn't realize it was Tommy in the wig there, mm-hmm. but I was recognizing that as like, see, even this guy's trying to make money. Right. Or he's hustling or doing something to just at least get a dollar. And then when it was Tommy, I was like, oh, that's cool and clever, smart idea to just get right up to him. But then he's also using that get money angle, which is like his whole deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, earlier he says, Tommy says about how like he's not going to jail, you right. know. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, he's just going to go down and bunch of gunfire. But then later he like totally changes changes his life mm-hmm. and i think because there's that moment we haven't even with, talked uh, about that I moment know. with the oh my god literally of this uh of this leader of you know, of the black muslims like this idea of of you know wanting to uh, uh assassinate this leader and you're like who are these operatives is it the cia i mean yeah, it's presumably yeah. that it's you know mm-hmm. it's like you know we want you to get out of your problems by you know, further, you know, furthering to like dismantle and destroy the unification of the black community, right? There's a lot of threads here that are really dense. And I like even watching it now, I'm feel I, I'm definitely missing certain contexts and key points, but the the incredible scene. Another choice, another really like smart choice by the movie to um when when Tommy's confronted by or, you know, he's, like, playing, he's shooting hoops. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And then there's this white guy there who's also shooting hoops. And then he starts talking to him, and he knows who Tommy is. Mm-hmm. And just the shot is, like, it's pretty wide, far away. And you almost, like, can't see their mouths moving. It's so far away. Mm-hmm. Um, but you hear the audio really crisply. Mm-hmm. It's like you're in a surveillance van because you're part of the FBI, mm-hmm. you know, and then... That guy says to Tommy, like, you know, we can help you if you do something for us. And then it cuts to them talking a little bit more and they're like on a bench. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like wide and far and you can't see their mouths, but you hear it. And it's like totally a wiretap right. situation, you know, and like and like, yeah, there's no, you know, even the guy says like there's there's officers all around or something like agents, that. A- agents. Yeah. So like. You know, they don't say they're the FBI or the CIA, but it's like, it's a white guy, you mm-hmm. know, and, and just the way that the movie is informing you through this shot, you know, because those are the only two shots, basically, of like, of this moment where you get those far angles, like he's being watched, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, stuff like that is so cool yeah. and smart. Right. You know, and just like... And it really shows, it, it gives you kind of a desperate feeling in that moment because you know mm. 
and no matter how much space you think he has to run mm-hmm. the way that the uh, that agent delivers his line it's just like there's people all around here you have to make a choice and then it's so simple it's just uh, two actors in a right, scene right you know but but you get the feeling of the implication is massive you just yes. know right beyond the frame that there's five people just waiting to take him down which mm-hmm. is which is super unsettling um it's funny that the wikipedia page says that he's cor- tommy's coerced uh by a shadowy organization with unclear motives i mm. i don't it's the CIA. Like, like, come yeah, on. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't feel like it's. Yeah, the FBI. They don't make it clear, but like, it's so clear that it's like an American government organization. It's not like yeah. a. It's not like a. You know, like some random uh, anonymous type mm-hmm. thing. You know, it's yeah. it's <laughs> it's clearly um, something that you know these guys want this to happen. You know, for real world you know, implications for real world consequences. Mm -hmm. And they want to use a black man who's stuck in this like web of crime. So he, you know, he can once again choose himself, but Mm. you know, like he's been doing, you know, working his way up, he's been pushing past a lot of people who are stuck. A lot of black people in those situations. It kind of is like a broader political like yeah. subversion of like what the rest of the movie is. About. I was just going to say it plays into that, like the hierarchies of, you right. know, like now that the toppiest top dog is like the white government. Right. You mm-hmm. know, who's like feeding the drugs to the community or whatever. And right. just hoping that, and then yeah, exploiting the people to help bring it all down. Right. Yeah. Ugh. It's, it's a heavy movie. I love um, that ending, though, that, you know, I love that he doesn't, you know, shoot the guy that he does like uh, that, you know. It's Tommy, beautiful. Tommy's embraced mm-hmm. um, and just like that he he does have a, he does change, you mm-hmm. know, even if he does end up going to jail for the crimes that he has committed and he didn't do the thing that the government wanted him to do. At least he's like secure in himself for like making his own decisions and like the the right decisions you know like because doesn't he say choose life like to him i think so and it's like you know it's the idea of you know if you're incarcerated um for the rest of your life because you didn't cooperate with the authorities and you have all this shit behind you um but you're spiritually free you know that you made the right decision in that moment yeah versus uh you do the thing that they expect you to do and like you get a couple years but for the rest of your life you know that you made a decision that like altered the course of history mm-hmm. you know because the way it's the end is like shot like a hitman level or something no totally. or like metal gear solid it was making me think of call of duty for sure mm-hmm. um, the colors are very uh i said this too like yeah. almost deacons-esque like mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. luminous mm-hmm. shadows the bright orange color and reds of the theater yeah gorgeous like like malik saeed like absolutely popped off Mm -hmm. making this movie the the cinematography is out of this world and it's like another mode too like you were saying Mm -hmm. um there was definitely a part where yeah where tommy's like sneaking through and he's kind of like jumping over the banisters or whatever there's like a, a really great shot where he like you know opens a curtain and he's silhouette and then like jumps through and it closes you know and like in that moment now it felt like a totally different it it felt like uh 
like an action mm-hmm. like i'm rooting for him like i don't want him to dismantle the black community but, right but i'm like i'm like oh now he's like you know i was thinking like there'd be a cool like afterward or, or you know spinoff or whatever where it's like tommy's a hitman but like not for the cia or whatever but right or like you could see some kind of you know cash in on just like making some bullshit next story where it's like he spins into he's mm-hmm. you know hitman totally it, but the ending is politically uh potent and i think it's also the absolutely the correct way to end it it, you know, I feel like what the movie the critics saw was n- the movie without that ending. And it's like, I don't know how mm. you can watch the movie and see that and not understand like what this, you know, in like totality, what this yeah. movie is giving you, which is a very strong, you know, like a array of political ideas. Yeah. In addition to just like probably one of the most like just like gorgeously pleasing movies to look at of the 90s, like like Fuck. just ear ear and eye candy. Like it just love oh looking God, at it. Yeah. That's not to like you know kind of belittle like what the movie is saying it's like and i think it's like delivered in like a more right it's about the delivery it's about it's about how it provides that information to you and it really gives it to you in that sort of in that way and you know there are times where i feel a little like i don't like the handholdy kind of like here's what we're talking about kind of like morals or some stuff like you know, but but this one was different. It felt like I felt how I was being talked to, mm. and I liked it. Like I, I didn't feel like it was holding my hand, but it was definitely like a direct message mm. that um, I didn't feel was like pandering to a type of person that I'm not. You know, that's like, fair. Um, so yeah, I I really liked. Um, I liked it all and like, and the message and stuff and that it's like direct. Uh Yeah. No, there's, there's a lot of power, uh, to its imagery, uh, and to its message. Uh, and it's one of the best movies ever. That's what, that's my, that's my another look, uh, opinion. I mean, we're, we're hitting, we're hitting the end of like our episode. Like we've been, remember how we were like, how are we going to talk about this movie? You know, know, just like, just look at it. Yeah. <laughs> just like, watch it. That's, that's, that's our review. Watch it. No. Yeah. Even um, when we just started talking about the, you know, the end stuff with the, mm-hmm. with the, there's so much whatever, that we didn't like, even, we're not even like, yeah. we didn't even get to that part. I know. You know we could go for a long time, but, um, I do want to start with you, Corey. Yes. Would you give this another look or oh. a first look if you've never seen it? Oh my God. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like I want to own this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to watch it again sometime, hopefully soon. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it totally deserves another look. It's like legitimately just one of the best movies that like that there is. I mean, maybe you can, you know, pick, uh, pick apart some, you know, like, man, maybe the acting is like a little bit flat or something at points or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I was feeling that a little bit at some, sometimes, but then I was, you know, turning it into more like, it's not really about like, like the performances are good, Mm -hmm. but it's more about the message. So Mm -hmm. like, and I feel like the performances serve the message, you know, it's like, it's never to a point where you're like, uh, this just like, it's not helping. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, no, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. Right. You know, I get what you're telling me. And I'm like, I'm on board. That's cool. Um, 
Hell yeah. So I mean, and 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 like the ending, like the actual ending, ending where like you know it's sincere saying like yeah we did it we got out we moved to Africa and mm-hmm. then it's just like a ticker tape parade. Yeah. Little abrupt, mm-hmm. but you know splitting hairs right like mm-hmm. such a cool movie oh mm-hmm. my god yeah no so it's so glad incredible that you picked it and that we watched it and that i got to see it because it's so cool yeah no i'm happy we were able to share this experience and that's what the podcast is about yeah. uh, everybody like just listening in uh, i hope you're enjoying it uh just listening to us talk about stuff that we want to share with each other, you know, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. different movies that like, you know, I may recall it from a while ago or I've never seen. And, you know, yeah. like bringing all of that together into the podcast is a lot of fun. And I'm mm-hmm. so happy you had the reaction that you did. Like that's the that's what keeps me coming back. It's like yeah. I want to show you something and have you, your socks blown off. Like yeah. that's what I want. Dude, yeah. <laughs> so cool. Um, that's really Success. all we have to say. Uh, virtual handshake. Right? Yes, yes, please. Yes, um, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm Will. I'm Corey, and we'll see you uh, once again uh, some other time, I guess. Yeah, uh, next week <laughs> on another look. <laughs>